Welcome to the Just Build It Go podcast, season three, episode nine. Today with me, Jessica Stimbridge, and she is actually talking about some of the things that I struggle with the most in this episode, uh, meal planning and how to get healthy food into your family, even when you don't feel like it. So (laughs) uh, we're just going to jump right in here with Jessica and uh, make sure you listen all the way to the end and get the details for her Facebook group because it's really really great group. So yeah, it's a blog I've had for years, um, I think since 2012. Um, and I was very active in blogging for a long time with food and just family stuff. And then I had my third baby and I had no time to myself anymore. So, <laughs> um, and so it kind of took a back seat. Um, and then in 2017, I'm not sure if you, if you know this or not, but I got diagnosed with breast cancer. So oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, so it's been a little over two years. Um, I was stage three. It was pretty aggressive. Um, And so it kind of turned my blog into a place where I gave cancer updates and just sort of told my testimonial, um, just, you know, or not my testimony, um, as I was going through cancer. Everything, um, I'm cancer-free right now, so all that is good. Yay. Um, But then last year, I guess last year around this time, I started having this idea um, about helping moms cook dinner. Um, and so really what it was, was I was seeing all of my friends having, you know, just struggling with that. And it was constant posts about, you know, what, what's for dinner? What should I cook for dinner? I hate cooking. Um, you know, gosh, I have to feed everybody every night, you know, what a life sentence, you know, all this terrible stuff. But I was looking at myself and I was like, I, I enjoy cooking dinner. Like cooking dinner is not stressful for me. And I think part of it is that I like to cook and I like food, But I think there's also a part of it as I did a little self-examination that is, okay, how did I set myself up for cooking dinner to not be stressful? And so as I looked over the last decade that I've been a mom um, and how, you know, cooking before kids is fun because it's, you know, you're cooking for yourself, you're on your own time, you know, you can pop by the store if you want to, you know, you have no constraints. But when you have three kids um, who won't leave you alone while you're trying to cook, now they have opinions about what they want to eat. Um, all the after school activities, all these things, it got yeah. exponentially complicated. So I did some evaluation of, okay, what were all the frustrating points that I encountered and how did I overcome them? And so out of that came a six step process, which is what I call my dominate dinner process. Um, and so that is, it's actually, it started off as an idea for a book, which I'm in the midst, in the midst of writing. Um, but then, you know, it's like I came up with a program And I was like, okay, this works for me. Does it work for other people? Mm -hmm. So I started a little guinea pig group called Project Dominic Dinner. Um, And so last summer I have, I guess to date, I've had about a little over a hundred people go through it. Um, And it was like, okay, commit to meal plan for four weeks, you know, use my process, use my templates and report back to me about how did it work. And it has worked like, I mean, it's been amazing. Like it's completely transformed dozens of people's 
their dinner time, just their whole feeling of home and food and cooking and stress level. Um, so that was really encouraging and just sort of kept me like, okay, like I'm on to something here. Like, let's keep writing, let's keep sharing. Um, and so, so then a couple of months ago, I ended up opening up my Facebook group that I had that was originally just for my guinea pigs um, to say, you know what, let's make this a community of people that want to share recipes, get tips um, about meal planning and just, you know, being efficient in the kitchen. Um, and it's, I mean, it basically went like within a couple of weeks to it's over 1300 people now. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, holy cow. I just asked, it was funny because when I, um, you know, it's like every, weekend morning as I have alone time and I just spend time in prayer and like, okay, God, you know, what's the next step? What should I be focusing on? And I just had this thought, which was like, you know what, maybe your Facebook group is a way to, you know, to reach people. Um, and so I asked my folks to share it and they did, and it kind of, it's been growing. So, cause I'll, I'll back up and say that as I've been writing my book, I have a book proposal. I've been querying agents and the feedback that I've received is like, Hey, your idea is great. Your title's great but you don't have a big enough platform. Um, so it's like, go work on your platform and then, you know, come back and, and see where you are. Um, and I mean, for the past year, I've been pounding the Instagram pavement and that is, that's tough to get. <laughs> so, it really is. Oh, so it's funny because what I've been doing for the last year on Instagram, I basically did in like a few weeks on in my Facebook group. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I mean, I'm not, I'm not totally getting rid of Instagram, but I'm like, I'm going to put all my energy or most of my energy into my Facebook group. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, but, but anyways, um, it's just been really great because I've, I'm, I continue to get testimonials from people just getting feedback on my Facebook group, um, that P it's really helping people. And that is just such a, you know, just such a great feeling. And, and, and post cancer. And let me, kind of give a little bit more context, you know, as, um, I just recently got finished with my active treatment, okay. um, at the end of December of one medication, but I went through five months of chemo. I went through two months of radiation. I had a double mastectomy. I, um, had re two reconstruction surgeries. Um, and you know, when you go through something like that, it's like, okay, you know, what is, you know, what am I, what are God's gifts that I'm not using? You know, like, how can I help people? How can I um, just lighten the load for other busy moms, especially? And really this dominate dinner thing is what's been laid on my heart is how I can, you know, help other people. So anyways, it's just trying to figure out how to help even, even more. So that's awesome. And you know, that it's obviously I didn't have cancer or anything else, but my project has, you know, come from similar things. It's me telling God, you know, like, you put this on my heart. I need to know what to do next. Can you just like point me in the right direction? And we you know I work a lot with moms and one of our, the, I have a, a six week course that we go through just trying to like help them tame the chaos in their life. And one of the things that I talk about is strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, my strengths lie more in business type stuff. And my number one weakness is meal planning. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not that I don't like to cook. I do like to cook, but Get making coming up with something and making something every single night of the week to you know appease everybody's taste buds is daunting and overwhelming and so much and I, I have three kids too and it it is unbelievable how much that third kid adds yeah. <laughs> in you know in in love and in like stress and chaos and yeah. it's like luckily mine are teenagers now and they'll eat almost anything my 
my 13 year old occasionally I'll say this is trash but he always eats it all so I don't know he's just 13 but, yeah but yeah meal planning is like that's the one thing that I every single time say this is what I struggle with yeah I have to consciously do things to make it happen or like it's Wednesday afternoon and I'm like let's order pizza because I'm not making anything tonight <laughs> right well, and what I found when I, when I looked at what my process is and what I'm actually doing and what I've done along the way is that meal planning of my six-step process is only one step, and it's not till step five, because I think that the most important, well, the first, first of all, it's your attitude. It's taking an ownership approach and taking a, you know, I'm not a victim, like dinner time isn't something that has to happen to me, but it's like, what are my whys? You know, why is cooking dinner important? And it's not for some people. Like there are some people that are like, you know what, the, the whys don't justify the amount of effort and work it is to cook dinner, and that's fine. But if it is important to you, you know, whether that be from just like a health, uh, um, a family time, a budget, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why dinner time might be important. If you decide it is, then it's like you, you can't continually badmouth it. You can't continue to be like, oh, you know, I've got to cook dinner again or, oh, you know, I hate cooking yeah. or my kids can't eat it. Because when you do that, you're just, you know, you're just perpetuating all that negativity. And it's really hard to focus and get excited about something that you're constantly negative about. So that's one of the things that, that I talk about is like, okay, you have to stop the excuses. Like you've got to reframe them. Um, and, and the other thing is there are, there are obstacles that are tough for people. There's work schedules they can't control. There's food allergies they can't control, um, you know, after school activities. And I think people lump all those together and they get so put off by like, oh, I can't do anything about that. So I'm just, you know, destined to, for this to be a failure. And it's like, you know, you're always going to have obstacles and it's how do you work around it? You know, I have one kid who doesn't eat. I mean, who does not eat dinner. Like she will not cook anything that I make. And I could let that just totally derail my dinner because it's like, oh, well, Berkeley won't eat it anyways. But it's like, you know what? Eat, feed her a hard-boiled egg and some shredded cheese. And I'm just not, I'm going to just keep on moving, you know? Like, you are not going to ruin my dinner mojo. Um, and I've dealt with food allergies. My middle son had a gluten allergy for three years um, that thankfully he grew out of. But he also had about six months where we thought he had a dairy and an egg allergy. And my other son has a tree nut allergy. So like that, oh. it, yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of different things. I'm gluten-free. And so we just don't eat pasta very much just because I don't like gluten-free pasta and everybody's okay with it. So yeah. Yeah. And now I actually still cook a lot of gluten-free things um, because I just trained myself on, you know, how to do that. But, but my, my point in all that is, you know, everybody has struggles and right. it's really all about how you approach that, how you work around it and not letting it get you down. Um, and th then the second part is, organization, um, having a kitchen that is inviting, having a kitchen that you don't walk into and you feel completely overwhelmed. Um, and, you know, I found that having clear countertops and knowing where things are and going through an organization, um, you know, purge really um, periodically helps, you know, you to feel, um, I mean, I, I describe it as like just feeling light when you walk in the kitchen, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things in my course that I talk about is um, your morning ritual and like I we all go through and make a morning ritual and one of mine is that like as, once the kids are gone the kitchen gets clean because yeah. I can't I'm here all day and I yeah. keep going in there and being like and just like it's depressing to walk in and there's crap everywhere so counters are clear dishes dishes are in the dishwasher everything's taken care of so that I don't feel 
crappy just from walking into my kitchen. Yes, I totally, I totally get it. Um, and then, so still like kind of leading up to the meal planning part, it's having the right tools is my third step, um, which is not just having, you know, an air fryer and an instant pot and all that, which I think those things are important because they can make things fun and efficient. But more importantly, it's, do you have enough measuring spoons? Do you have enough measuring cups? Do you have enough, you know, cutting boards? You know, are, are you in the middle of cooking dinner and you realize that one bowl that you love to use is dirty and now you have to stop and hand wash it and you're annoyed and it takes more time? You know, it's like all these little areas of frustration like have three, you know, sets of measuring spoons, you know, it's like you could probably spend, you know, $20, $30 and get yourself an extra set of these things and totally, you know, stop all that frustration. Um, and, and then the, the fourth step before getting to meal planning is having a stocked kitchen, which, you know, having all of your staple ingredients on hand, the things that you use frequently and not ever letting yourself run out. And I have found that that has been so helpful because even, you know, when you have to have a backup plan, whenever your original plan doesn't fall through or falls through, you know, just having all the ingredients there to, to be able to pull from, it's like, you don't have to, you know, head off to the drive through because you have, right. you're prepared. So. Yeah, that's a good one. My, we live 20 minutes from the grocery store. So anytime you don't have something it's like, it totally like ruins your entire day just from not having <laughs> one ingredient because you like, have to go to the store. It's too far. So yeah, those are great tips, really great tips. And then obviously you get to the meal planning finally. Right. So then the meal planning is, I think I suggest people do it once a week. And yeah. in, so when I did my guinea pig group and got all these surveys, I did eight surveys um, through the course of the project. And so I measured things like how long did it take you, you know, on week one to complete your meal planning and then so forth. And initially it is about an hour for people to think about their calendar, to think about, you know, what they want to cook. Um, but when they got to week four, for everybody, it was 30 minutes or less. And so yeah. look at a time investment of 30 minutes, one time a week to look at your calendar, to pick your meals. Um, to work on your grocery list. And for me, I do, I use Instacart. So I'm instantly putting it onto my app to be able to get my groceries delivered. Um, it's, you know, you have a plan now. Um, and it's not overwhelming because I, I tell people when, when they think of cooking dinner as every day, um, you know, four or five o'clock rolls around and it's like, okay, you know, what are we going to cook for dinner? And then it's like, all right, well, what do we have in the fridge? And inevitably there's something they don't have. And now it's right. like, trip to the store and then they buy more than they needed because you know they see all these things and impulse buy um and then they get home and they have to unload groceries now they have to start cooking it's like that is not cooking dinner you're now every day meal planning grocery shopping you know putting it on and then cooking and of course that's stressful like nobody has time for that like right that is what makes it feel overwhelming. And so when you start your, you know, cooking dinner by you already have it all on hand, you already know what you're going to cook. You know, you don't have a, you know, crazy cluttered kitchen. It's like, you can just cook. And what I found is that people like now it can be fun or now it can be lighter and not as stressful and feel like something that's actually, you know, doable. Right. And then my my sixth step is actually making the meal. Um, and so there I teach people about, 
you know, things like printing off your recipe. You know, I know everybody has Pinterest on their phone and, you know, pins recipes and I do the same thing. But when you're trying to cook and you're on your phone and you've got messy hands and you're trying to yeah. scroll through, you know, and you have, you know, your phone goes black, you're now back to the blog and you got to scroll through all the, you know, these things. <laughs> like, uh, uh. so I print it all out. Like, I, if it's a recipe, especially that, um, that I'm making frequently, like I keep a binder, I print it out and it's so easy to like, you just open up your binder and it's yes. you know, there and it's not minuscule. It's, you know, you can, you can actually read it. Um, it, you know, just things with, with timing just being mindful of like how long each thing that you're making takes. So you cook it in the right order, having all of your, um, ingredients and supplies out so that you're not, you know, running all around the kitchen as you're trying to do things. Yeah. Um, and so when, when all of those things are done together, and, and, and frankly, even parts of them um, that sort of speak to you and what, you know, an individual's weaknesses are, it has, it has really transformed um, people's whole dinner time routine. Um, so anyways, I'm very excited about all that. That's, it sounds like such an amazing process. Like it's absolutely takes you from, you know, feeling completely overwhelmed to I can do this. I'm really glad that you said that you suggest weekly planning because I tried monthly planning and I failed miserably at it. Like I'd get, you know, three weeks in and be like, I hate all of these recipes. Why did I put these on here? This is so stupid. But when I do it and I do try to set aside every Sunday evening, like I'm planning out the week, what I need to be aware of for the week. That's when I do it. And when you have it down to a science, like it's something that you do regularly, it doesn't take that long at all. And I always ask the, everybody, I'm like, is there anything you want this week? And they're like, no, nah, whatever. So it's just like, you know, just I put stuff down and then I make it. And it, it, it is, it does make the process so much smoother, like just so nice. And it does make it less of a struggle. And another thing I was going to say is you said, you know, a lot of women make dinner because of the time with your family eating, you know, like sitting down and eating with your family. I don't get a lot of that with my teenagers anymore. But when we do, if I'm calm about the whole process, it makes for a nice dinner. But if I was stressed out leading up to it and making it, and then I'm like, <sighs> we sit down and we eat and nobody talks. And, you know, it wasn't the dinner that I wanted it to be all because I didn't set it up in the right way. Right, right. No, that's, that's completely, I mean, you're exactly right. When you are stressed about the cooking dinner part, I mean, it, your, your kids feel it. You know, you're yeah. snippy, you're yelling, you're, you know, just, it's, it's chaos. Um, completely agree. Um, one thing I was going to mention about the weekly meal planning. Um, so I created a, a template to help people with their weekly meal planning. Um, and one of the things that I found that has been really helpful in actually executing a meal plan was considering your calendar first before you pick out what you're going to cook. And so I tell people, okay, what do you have going on in the afternoon and evenings? You know, is it after school activities? Is it something at church? Is it somebody working? You know, what's going on? And then once I've looked at, you know, what the schedule looks like, then it's, let me pick a dinner strategy. And so what I tell people is you can either cook an easy meal, you can cook an involved meal, you can have leftovers, or you can eat out. Yeah. And so it's like, all right, based on what I have on my calendar, which of those strategies is going to work best for the night? Then it's cooking or picking out what the meal is that you want to make. Mm. Um, and I found that before I, before I started thinking about it in that way, I would say um, when I was going to a meal plan, I'd say like, okay, I'm going to cook four or five meals. So let me get all the ingredients to make these four or five things, but not placing them on a day meant that 
you know, I would do sometimes the easy things first in the week, you know, and then the end of the week got, you know, got here and I was like, oh gosh, we have practice and I've got this, you know, really complicated meal and now I can't actually, you know, make my meal plan happen. But thinking about it, you know, ahead of time of like, okay, this is my day where I've got literally 30 minutes to feed everyone. We're doing tacos tonight, you know, and here's the day where, you know, I've got all the time in the world and so I'm going to make something more complicated. I think that has really been helpful for people in, especially the ones who are already somewhat meal planning say like, Oh, okay, this is going to help me be even more successful. So, yeah. And that's exactly what I did last night when I was doing it was I, my son has basketball games tonight and tomorrow night Uh and my tomorrow night, my oldest son has to work. So both nights are just going to be like crock pot meals that you can serve to yourself when you're ready to eat. And you know, it'll still be there for the next person to take part of, but yeah, that, and then, Wednesday, Thursday are more complicated meals because we'll all be around those days. So very good tip. Yes, yes, yes. So do you have like uh, any, anywhere specific you want to send people for this? Um, is the court use, is it like an ongoing thing or do you run it in weeks or how do you do that? So right now I'm, I'm really just trying to grow my platform. So I don't have some place. I mean, I do have, um, I have a lead magnet where I'm collecting email addresses. Um, okay. that I'm giving my whole process. So you basically for an exchange for an email address, you would get, um, the whole six step process, all okay. of my templates and whatnot. And I'm also trying to push people to my Facebook group. Um, okay. so I do plan on eventually turning this into a course, but I haven't done that yet. So right now it's really just trying to, to build that platform and that audience. Um, because even though, I mean, somebody can take my, what I've created already and, you know, go soup to nuts, go through the whole thing and it can be totally transformational for them. But there's also a lot of people that need more. They need more handholding. They need more, you know, and so that's what I plan on eventually offering. But right now it's just spreading the word and, you know, helping people, you know, with what I have right now. Um, so I can give you the, the links to those things. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'll put them in the post and then we can share all of that. Is there anything else you want to tell, you know, like my listeners? Yes. So I would say that, um, that one of the things I like to dispel is a, is a real common misconception about meal planning. I think when people start off with a meal planning process, they think, oh, I need to find all new recipes. And so, you know, you get all gung-ho and you're like, let me go on Pinterest. Let me find, you know, these five awesome things to cook for dinner. Um, but what that ends up doing is it overcomplicates it because now you're trying a new pro- a new process, a new way of thinking about it. And now you're trying four or five new recipes for the week, which is stressful for you because, you know, you don't, you're not familiar with it. It's annoying to the family, especially if you have picky eaters because they feel like all their favorite things have gone out the window and all the <laughs> right. like, what are you doing? So what I tell people is when you start meal planning, especially for the first time, start with what you already know and do well. And so I have people and I have a template for this in my packet to um, start a dinner rotation list, which is just starting off to say, what do I cook? And I cook well, and what does the family like? And just have a laundry list of those things. And so when you go to do your meal plan, you're not trying to reinvent the wheel. You're not trying to find all new recipes. You're referring back to your dinner rotation list to say like, okay, these are the 20 things that I, you know, can make well. 
it doesn't mean you can't try new things, but try one new thing a week. Don't try (laughs) four or five new things a week. Um, And then I have a template also for, it's called a dinner scorecard. So it's kind of a fun thing to do with the family when you do create, or you do try out a new meal. It's asking them, how well do they like it? You know, it's asking yourself, how easy was that to make? Does it fit with the budget? You know, should this go on our dinner rotation list? Um, So it's sort of just like a fun little worksheet to see, you know, to try new meals and figure out, okay, do they pass the test? Should they, you know, kind of go on a rotation? Um, But I've just found that when people try to start a new program and also new recipes, it's, it's overwhelming. And then they feel like they just can't, you know, they're not cut out to meal plan. And it's like, uh, no, just start with what you, you know, you can do well already. So. Yeah, absolutely. Those are really good tips. Sorry, my um, husband just got home. So if you hear noises in the background. And our cat is like sitting here <laughs> meowing really loudly and burring. And I'm like, oh, I can't hear. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm sure it'll, it'll come through on the replay, I'm sure, because I can hear him. And he's really loud. He's like the loudest purr on the planet. So um, what was I going to say about your uh, tips there? Yeah, the uh, I tried. I have tried the adding five new meals in one week. Did not go well <laughs> at all. <laughs> Now we do like maybe one new one a week and is it a keeper or don't keep that one, you know, that, and then it gets added into the rotation, but it's really a great way to grow your, you know, your library just by adding one new recipe a week. Yes. Yes. It just, I think you have a better, you know, um, better potential for success when you, when you do it that way. Absolutely. When you're throwing a bunch of new stuff at kids that kind of <laughs> derails their everything. So. Um, one more tip I'll just, um, I'll share is that yeah. another thing that I tell people to do is to create um, not just one, but two or three backup meals. So I always shop for and have on hand stuff for backup meals, which is the the meal that can be done in 15 or 20 minutes that you are, always have the ingredients on hand. So typically it's stuff that doesn't have a, you know, a, a short shelf life. Um, that is the, you know what, the meal plan I had something didn't work out with it, you know, my, I forgot to defrost my meat, my veggies went bad, you know, something popped up on the calendar. And when you always have a backup plan, you know, for for us, we do flatbread pizzas with some non bread. So, you know, I can make those in 15 minutes. Um, We do breakfast, we do, you know, some tomato soup and grilled cheese. But it's like, when I have backup plan, ingredients on hand, I'm not having to run to the drive-through when, you know, when dinner falls through. And so now whenever we eat out, it's because we intentionally wanted to eat out. It's not as like, okay, well, you know, all else fails. And so we have to now, you know, go eat out. Um, But having that backup meal um, or a couple of them on hand has been really helpful to not totally derailing, you know, your week when, when things go crazy, because they're going to go crazy, especially when you've got... One, two, or three kids. It doesn't matter. It's, it's always going to go crazy. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing. And do you have like, I, I have your website and I'll put that in, but uh, do you have like, in, you said your Instagram, yeah. your Facebook group, what are, what are those? So my Instagram is Jess underscore biscuits and crazy. And my Facebook group is dominate dinner. Um, and yeah, I guess that's, that's, those are the two things. So I will definitely, I'll send that to you too. And I'm definitely going to be joining your group because recipe ideas are always a good thing, right? And getting that support and making sure that things get done right is awesome too. And I'm going to opt in too because I'm, your templates sound awesome. So, and I, yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks so much. And yeah, I, uh, 
definitely let's stay in touch, all right? Okay, that sounds good. Thanks, Amanda. Right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Just Build Lego podcast. You can check out uh, all we've got going on over at JustBuildLego.com. And uh, you can check out my book, Mom Versus Debt, How I Paid Off $64,000 in Credit Card Debt in Under Three Years Without Becoming a Stripper at MomVersusDebt.com.